Welcome to Inspire and Move, the show that inspires you to create, connect, and grow. I'm going to bring you meaningful conversations, aha moments, and all the motivation you need to uplevel every part of your life. I'm Ali Aruda, founder of Inspire and Move, and your personal hype girl. I've gone from fashion school to celebrity stylist to corporate marketing to brick and mortar entrepreneurship with my husband, each time learning incredible lessons how to pivot, reimagine, and implement the steps to become successful. I am passionate about inspiring others to live their best life, a life of joy. We have the power to design a life that we love because life is too short not to. The best part is that you weren't meant to do this alone. If you feel like you were meant for more, let me ride shotgun with you and together, let's get you to where you want to go. Hello everyone, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Ali Aruda, and I am joined by a very special co-host guest partner. I am not a co-host. No one signed up for that when they first said, yes, I like your podcast. So we still, we are still coming up for a a name with, for you. Also, we hit record and realized that once again, we're matching. We're both wearing ivory sweaters. (laughs) They look great. Lord better. (laughs) Okay. So today's topic is, is another Matt Aruda idea. Yeah, I mean, now that I'm in this cold, I'm just flowing, just yeah. flowing, the state of flow. We were having a nice little <clears throat> reading date yesterday, each reading our personal development books, entrepreneurship books, if you will. And you are reading, uh, tell everyone what book you're reading right now. I am reading The Entrepreneur's Solution by Mel Abraham, who um, I think I've got a bit of a- Man crush. A bit of a man crush on. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's so freaking smart, first and for- foremost, so smart. But he also explains things in ways that are very digestible. They mm-hmm. aren't things that you need to be overly uh, invested in yourself, whether it be the way he explains money, investment, entrepreneurial components. All of that is important, but that's not to say that anybody needs to be an expert to be able in order to dive into his stuff. He is a very good teacher, let's say. Love that. I'm actually really excited to read that book when you are done. And I did kind of give you a bit of a deadline on that. So yeah, so I better get on it. Yeah, better step on that reading. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the topic today, it comes from this book, and yeah. the topic is how to get unstuck. Yeah, it, I think, well, first of all, when I read it yesterday, I thought to myself, well, this is helpful for me, and a lot of it is true. But with that said, I'm also pretty positive we're not the only people that sometimes feel like whether it be based off of one moving too quickly or having too many things on the go or too many obligations, too many commitments, any bit of those things, you can kind of almost get to the point where you're almost a little bit of Tasmanian devil, like, and you Mm -hmm. go, 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 go. And ultimately you're doing so many things. You have your hands in so many pots that you're not really doing a significant amount in any one thing because you're doing a lot of, of things over a lot of uh, different platforms. Does that make sense? For sure. And I think this time of year, you know, coming into the height of holiday season, end of the year, you know, depending on what you operate on from a fiscal calendar standpoint, I think there's like that final push to finish strong and then start the year strong. And that could totally come with moments or, you know, periods of time where you feel stuck and you need to figure out how to get unstuck. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to, to do with just, you know, your, what you recognize in yourself as what's your motivation. What allows you to continue to move? What allows you to continue to move forward specifically or to potentially pivot into something else? Something that doesn't, what is it that you need? How can you think about this? What ways can you think about this that have worked for us? Things that 
you know, we implement and sometimes it's more of a mindset thing than anything. It's once you kind of get stuck in something, you feel a little more down and out, or it's easy to feel down and out, especially if you're not surrounded by people who hype you up, who pull you up and, and all the rest. But for those who are a little bit less self-motivated, let's say, thought that a lot of these points or a lot of these things that, you know, we can maybe riff on, I think will be helpful. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think even the mindset piece, and I know that that's a whole, those are topics in itself, but I actually caught you this morning in our workout. You were talking about something. I, I can't remember what exactly it was, but you had this tone where you're like, oh, I have to do X, Y, or Z, whatever it was. And it was that immediate mind mindset shift where I was like, um, excuse me, love, I for sure said it super lovingly, oh, yeah. that you oh, yeah. get to do this. Yeah. Although this one really feels like I, I have to do this. I really don't want to. Okay. Uh, then we can- For what came through. <laughs> we'll circle that back point. Yeah. on the mindset. Anyways, that's a whole other story. Offline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Okay. So let's break it down for everyone in sort of digestible steps of where they can start. So, you know, you, you feel stuck. This is how we're going to get unstuck. What would like, step number one be? Step number one is as simple as if you don't have the ability to make the first step or the next step after this, if you've hit a wall and you don't know why or what you need to do, it might boil down to as simply as or as simple as just getting more information. Have all the facts. Yeah. Or you know what? I don't even necessarily, necessarily mean that you need to have all your angles covered. I think I'm really bad at this where I need to, I feel like I need to have every answer, every angle covered before I move forward with something. And there's a, there's a fine line with essentially making sure you're comfortable with your next step and outthinking yourself and thinking of all of the possibilities in which it, then it cannot go right possibly. And in doing that, you just delay your response. And, and and not trust in your own gut. So before you go down that that darker, deeper path, let's say, of, in my opinion, leading to likely more indecision, I think the idea of maybe asking a few more questions, whether it be somebody who has been there before you, somebody who has seen you through it up to that point, I think if you just need a couple of confirm confirmations before you can move forward, I think getting more information, however, whatever scale you might be looking at in particular, I think is a, is a first good step at confidently moving forward and getting unstuck. Mm, love that. Yeah. And then, okay, after you, you gathered all your information, well, where do we go next? Well, I mean, once you're comfortable in moving forward, I think the idea is, and kind of what Mel had mentioned in his book, the idea is to have small steps moving mm, forward. Love that. Short-term goals. Not, okay, um, I think I'm ready to start a new career. And the outcome of this is I will be financially free in 10 years, 12 years. That's a hell of a jump. I think, I think the idea is whatever that next step is, and it doesn't need to be as massive as obviously starting a new career, clearly, or anything even close to that scale. But I think the first step is digestible first steps. He makes reference specifically to how mountain climbers get to the top of the mountain, as ridiculously difficult as that two three day, two, three week climb might be, how do they start? One step at a time. They have to plan for it. They know that they need to pack the right things so they can get through this challenge, but none of it starts until they literally take one small step in front of the other. I love that. And I was just actually recently had a podcast interview with a girlfriend who's very much high performer, entrepreneur. 
we were kind of comparing our routines, calendars, and how you know she plans out her day and she plans it out by like the minutes and the half hours and full hours. And that might be extreme for some people, but I think you know calendar blocking can be really helpful. But when it comes to you know laying laying out your goals, I love writing things down, and I think there is a lot of magic that comes from writing it down from you know mind to pen to paper. You can visualize it a lot easier, right? For it, sure, it, it kind of takes the power away of the of that thing that's in front of you when you can literally see it in front of you you can write it down and see it in front of you it becomes a lot more tangible and then more often than not it takes away the the paralyzing fear component of it because you don't know where to start mm-hmm. right even like post-it notes i mean i keep post-it notes everywhere from that that's more like task oriented but i think just having it written down and knowing that you have broken out maybe your really big goal into smaller goals or taking, you know, a 365 days a year goal and breaking that into quarters and then quarters into months and months into weeks and days, and then building that plan for yourself. Yep. Yep. That's true. Um, and I think beyond that, or kind of as an offset of that, you know, thinking about the things that don't necessarily, or the things that would necessarily get in your way of not making that step, making that next step. I'm going to circle back to what I said at the beginning, where you talk about the motivation component and the motivation part on what it is that you're, or how it is that you can move forward. And it's funny because sometimes the things that, the things that propel you further quickest is the thought of not completing that, the thought mm. of not being successful in that end because of inaction, right? I know that for me, it's the idea of having a regret of not doing something is a hell of a lot more powerful than doing the thing and failing at it. And you'll always learn something. If you do the thing and then you fail, yeah. there's always a learning lesson. Like you can make big mistakes, small mistakes, pretty confident in guaranteeing that you will probably always learn something from that. Yeah. And so, you know, one of those, that's one of the secrets of, you know, how do you get unstuck in a situation? Well, you kind of think what would be worse than this and what would be worse than not being able to move is choosing not to be able to move. You will, you always, everyone always has a choice. It might be scary. The jump might be a long one. You might hurt yourself if you fall, but the idea of not jumping, I think personally, what what moves me, what motivates me to get unstuck is the concern of what could have been. Yeah. All right. I love that. Thanks. <laughs> what about, you know, having someone to keep you accountable or, or mentors? Well, that's the next thing, right? And we can both speak to this pretty easily, right? Mm -hmm. We both have some strong people in our corner, friends, mentors, people that we've known for a long time, people that, um, you know, have come into our orbit recently. And I'd say that goes a long way. People who know what you are working with or working on, coming up onto, I think the ability to not necessarily drown them in your in, in your own sorrows and woe is me concerns when you hit a wall. That's not fair to them either. But you're going to come across come across challenges in any capacity, no matter what what season of life you're in. But it sure as hell makes a pretty massive difference when you have people who care about you and care about what your impact is enough for them to kick you back in the game. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you know, you can certainly look at if you have a partner, like, you know, you and I are really wonderful at doing that for each other, but not everyone maybe has that. So maybe you have a best friend, maybe you have a business bestie, maybe a sibling, 
or maybe you are investing in opportunities to have those those accountability partners and Coaches. mentors. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that's a good point too, right? If you're investing, literally spending money on components of your own business to keep you on the right path, maybe because that is who you would trust more so than anybody else that might be in your circle. Well, it's like putting skin in the game. The game, you know, you invest. Yeah. I don't know, $10,000 in a coach, whatever it may be. I'm just pulling a number out of a hat, but you invest this $10,000 for this coach. Well, you are going to be accountable to this person that you've, you've spent good money on. Yeah. And maybe you've made some sacrifices to gather that $10,000 and you are going to show up for your calls. You're going to show up for those calls well rested and highly energized. And you're going to take action on your to-do list and what you need to do to propel your dream and your, your plans forward. Yeah. So that could actually be one of the most powerful ways of having an accountability partner is making it you know, tied to an investment. I agree completely. I, these, these kind of, these tools, they're not going to be the same for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. I think there's some people that are just not going to be able to invest in somebody or a program to keep them on the, the path they're looking for to get kicked back in the game. So these other, that's where these other hacks, these other tools come into play to get you out of the season or the, the, the position of being stuck in that moment. Well, you could even, you know, to your point, if you're not looking to make an investment or you maybe aren't someone who wants to work with other people, maybe you just make the commitment to yourself and maybe you dial in on journaling and you are going to make a journal entry every day or idea. at the end of every week. And you're making that commitment to yourself and you're putting that commitment, you know, pen to paper and checking in week over week. And what's kind of cool, I actually did this for an Instagram post not too long ago. I was kind of struggling creatively for a caption, but it was a really powerful reel. And I went back into my journal and sort of found an entry that felt appropriate for the content I was putting out there. And I was like, I really kind of love this. So here, now here's a little hack for you that, you know, you're committing to yourself, no, no money down. It's just you and you in this commitment relationship, maybe you're journaling. And so you have that to reflect back on for your commitment journey, but then you're also giving yourself material for blog posts, a future book, Instagram and social media captions that, you know, you're kind of having a, this double, double down on the, on the impact that you can make from this commitment to yourself. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. Absolutely. And I think the, there's the other part of this is, and this, uh, I would admit maybe a little bit more, uh, a little, a little bit more. Oh, hey, Molly. Nice. Uh, our dog has now joined us uh, for those who can't see what's happening. Just in case you're hearing the whimpering in the yeah, background. Yeah, lots of dogs everywhere all the time. Uh, one of the other things is the ability to try and stay flexible. And what I was saying was there is the, for me, this has been a work in progress. I recognize that, you know, if things weren't 100% the way I wanted them at any, any given point of the process, it would throw me completely off course. And it would take me a while to pivot back and to find myself back on track. But that takes some work. That takes some recognition of it happening in the moment and course correcting mm -hmm. to try and not stay bounced off track for too long. But the idea of, of staying flexible while also committing at the same time is huge, right? So you have a goal in mind and that's your commitment, whatever that goal is. And the back end is small or as, or as, or as large as it needs to be. And you've got this plan in place as to how it's going to go. But as sure as you're hearing my voice right now, that plan will not be executed 100% to the nth degree the way you have it in your mind. There will be variables that will kick you off course a little bit. So it's important 
to stay flexible. When I was reading that part in the book, it reminded me, uh, like so many other things do, about baseball. <laughs> and, 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 and just stick with me for a second. When you're a batter, the first rule is, well, keep your eye on the ball. That's, that, that's the first rule. But, but as a hitter, especially as you play the game further and you, you play against significantly better players as you get older and older, the first thing they tell you always is you need to, when you're ready to take a swing, you have to be preparing for a fastball, always a fastball. And then you adapt to any other pitch that's thrown to you instead. So you're ready for a fastball. And honestly, 30, 40% of the time, that's what you'll get. But the other half and change of the pitches that you get, it's still going to be a pitch. It's just not exactly what you thought it was at the beginning. And you'll have to adjust. But you're committed to hitting the same damn ball. That plan hasn't gone out the window. But you have to adjust a little bit to what the overall goal is now. Make sense? Couldn't have said it better sports, myself. Sports, baby. Sports, Couldn't baby. Every myself. time. Thank God for sports. Anyways, that's important to recognize is you're going to take that next step in the process of getting unstuck. It might not be exactly where your foot is, is meant to land, but as long as you stay flexible in that commitment of making that next step, then you're good to go. I, I can appreciate that. And for sure that analogy as well. Thanks. I think also having something that really motivates you and, you know, that could be large scale, like financial freedom, time freedom. If you are, you know, two parents, maybe you're a solo parent and you are grinding and you just have this, this vision and dream of time freedom where you can just kind of spend time with your family. Or if it is a, a home, you often dream about maybe we have a place in Europe that we can vacation to down the road. So I think having that higher level of motivation and really talking about it, like talk about your dreams that yes, it might not be in, in reality right now, but dream, do, plan, and just, you might be surprised like how, how long it takes you to get there or maybe how not, like maybe it's six months. You might be thinking six years, but it could be six months. You never know. Yeah. I think you're right. I, I don't know if it's necessarily when I think of these things that get unstuck, it's not, it's almost never, the end result is almost never financial. Mm -hmm. It's al almost always emotional based as to why you continue to move forward in that moment. You think of things like Upon you finishing X or getting to completion of X, how is it going to make you feel? Yeah. How is it going to impact the people around you, closest to you, when you get to that point? Um, why is it important for you? Why is making this next step? Why is this journey of any kind that you're, you're trying to move towards, that you're currently stuck in, why is it so important to you to get to that next step? and have that box checked off. There has to be a reason. It's the reason why you started. Whatever that reason is, that's why you started. And it might change a little bit along the way, but typically the biggest reason is why you started. And I think how, how you want to feel, you know, working, working your tail off to, you know, achieve this goal and these dreams. But at the end of the, the journey, like, how are you going to feel? Who do you want to celebrate your wins with? Who do you want to share that with? And I think to your point, it is very much emotional based Yeah, that even if you were to earn X amount of dollars, that isn't really your end goal because your end goal might be like, I want to take the family on a road trip across Canada or the US or, you know, you, there is an emotion tied to that is because that's building memories and connection with people that you love and care about. Yes, the, the finances will help you get there and achieve that experience, but it's really how you're going to feel in that moment, the connection. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So that's what was running through my mind in the last 24 that. hours and thought, 
if I'm feeling this way or have felt this way, there's probably at least one other person. There's going to be many others. So hopefully there's some good little nuggets, even just one or two things to kind of get your ass kicked back on track and, and keep doing amazing things. Keep building big, important things in your life. Those were some good nuggets. And I love that you're now using the word nuggets because it's an inspire and move podcast fave. There you go. So if any of those resonated with you, slide us, slide into the DMs. Like I would love to hear what resonated with you guys. As always, thank you so much for listening and for your support. And we will see you again soon. I can't wait to have you back on the show. Yeah, thanks. You're Anytime. a regular. Anytime. So thank you for being here. I love you. I thanks appreciate you. Have a good day, guys. And all of you, thank you so much for being here. We will see you again soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, it would mean the world to me if you took 30 seconds and shared this on social media, send it to a friend, or leave a five-star review. There is power in community, and I am so grateful to have you part of mine. 